podcast, Empire Building, where we talk about how to build massive empires and even bigger lives. Today, we're going to talk about seeing into the future. Have you ever wondered about how to predict the future? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about it because through knowing your numbers, you can actually see and predict the future. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're your hosts. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And we're excited to dive into this topic. Now, I know this might be one of Sarah's all-time favorite podcast topics. Mm-hmm. So you might be hearing a little extra Sarah time today. And yeah, we're so excited I apologize to have her. in advance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're really going to focus on the, the why, the how, and the what behind knowing your numbers, yes. right? And why that is so important in yep. becoming a smarter business person. So, you know, why even bother tracking your numbers? I mean, it's, this is not like this is fun for most people. Let's be real. Most people get into real estate or into business because they're entrepreneurial. They have a product they're passionate about. They have a passion. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they love spreadsheets. They love QuickBooks. They love finance. So why so is this so important? For me, what it comes down to the why behind it is what we started off with in terms yeah. of predictability, right? One thing that numbers don't do is they don't lie. Mm, right? Numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie, mm-hmm. okay? And you can literally predict your future, but you have to first know where you're starting from. Yes. And the numbers that you're currently, that you look at each day, you can know where you're going. Yeah. So for me, setting a goal and then actually attaining the goal is something super important to me. And so before, when I wasn't tracking my numbers, wasn't as close to it, in particular with conversion numbers, mm. um, I struggled with knowing how to predict the future, right? Right. And so what we do is is by doing that, you can do that. So you can predict the future. Mm-hmm. And so the why behind it for me is to be able to predict both my future, but then also my team members' yeah. future, mm-hmm. right? Because they're sharing their goals with you and you want to help them achieve them. Well, and I would even argue that there's an emotional response under that, which is, you know, we are responsible for the people that work in our business. Yes. yes. And we're responsible for our families and their families too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are in business, they're just flying blind. Yes. yes. They are yep. literally just mm-hmm. moving forward without understanding what their profitability looks like or yeah, where like they're that. going and not really knowing where their business is going to be in a month, two months, three months. And honestly, that's scary. Yeah. It's irresponsible. It is scary. It's yeah. terrifying. It's irresponsible. Yeah. And I'm sort of having an aha moment while I'm sitting here because in previous episodes, we've talked about a big part of my values is giving back. Yes. And if you don't know, you can't give back mm-hmm. in a financial way if you're not tracking your numbers right. and tracking what... So a lot of it does come down to the emotions behind numbers, even though they're very factual. There's a reason why it's so important for you yes. to be tracking your numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing the why... And really, it's your obligation as a business owner mm-hmm. to know your numbers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if, if you want to run a business and if you want to be responsible for the lives of so many in your organization, you need to know your numbers. And I think that's where you you have a huge difference from becoming a salesperson who happens to have people that work with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. To a business owner, right? Yep. And you talk about the four cash flow quadrants, right? Yes. That's where you're moving into a business owner yep. instead of just in a salesperson, right? Yep. Or an employee. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so Seychelle, let's talk about your journey there because I know you're like me. Yeah. You, I love people. We love, <laughs> we're people. <laughs> I, hey, love I love people too. Uh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. No, yeah. Yeah. no, you, you are an absolute passionate people person. And there's a lot of people who are in sales who are people people yeah. and they got into sales because they didn't want to do math. 
Right. It's true. Right? Yes. Yeah. I, I did not take business accounting four times for a reason like that. I was an advertising major. Like I love to work with and through people. You know, what happened was in 2008, my, uh, our market in Dallas was shifting hardcore. We relate to the dance. Most of the country was 2005, 2006 and seven, but Dallas hit in 2008. And um, a lot of people don't know it, but we actually have the second largest conglomeration of Fortune 500 company headquarters in the country. Hmm. And we started with having the majority of our friends and clients, all C-suite and E-class executives all get laid off and have short sales. Wow. So our market went from really great to really not on August 16th of 2008. And what happened with that was at the exact same time, one month before, my dad, who was Parkinson's, had a major um, crisis and our family had $500,000 go out the door at the same time. So we had that. We had... So my mom, Barbara, who's awesome, is my business partner right? She needs to go exit in July to go take care of my dad. Mm-hmm. Our market shifts in August. Wow. We put our first flip on the market August 16th also, which was super <laughs> awesome. Which is the day before my birthday. Which is the, the day for your birthday. And <laughs> I love your birthday because it's a great day. <laughs> so I love celebrating your birthday every year. So we have all three of those things, right? Like the trifecta. And then on top of that, I had my entire buyer team walk out all at the same time. Oh, so it was nice. just a really great No wonder you days. remember the day. Yeah, yeah I remember. It. Really I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But, but I, I say that to say it was a real opportunity for fail forward for me because I am sitting there standing in Starbucks for my like morning coffee because there was a group of people I used to network with there that we got a lot of business out of. And so I'm standing in my little local Starbucks and I have this look of just like, Seychelles is not right. Like, <laughs> and... This uh, gentleman, his name is Trey, who I've known for a really long time, walks up to me and he says, hey, say, how are you doing? I look at him and I say, I'm not great. I'm not great. Well, and I know this isn't that relevant, but how old were you at the time? Uh, 20, so 25. Yeah. I was 25. You're young. And I was not anticipating um, running a business at that point. I thought I probably had till I was 30 to be running our team. Yeah. And overnight, I went from being... A, a part of a team to running a team yeah. with it was there was no transition plan. It was um, twenty four hours notice, mm. if that really yeah. an hour notice. I mean, if we're going to be honest, right? Mm. Um, and trying to keep my family together at the same time, right? And being a newlywed, which you know that's super fun in the middle of all of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what Nick is just I like that, that is, is the great. good part. That's supposed to be the that fun actually part. Nick was my saving grace. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real, um, he's the best. Yes. Um, so I'm standing at Starbucks though, and Trey, who's also in real estate, actually, is comes up to me and he sees this like look of like, you know, ghost panic on my face. And he says, What is happening? I I start, you know, as I'm like sobbing over my like chai tea latte, which is now like melting away off my face, they say, you know, this is what's going on. And he looks at me and he says, You are gonna have to know your numbers or you are gonna go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And I said, That sounds like a really bad word. He's yeah. like, it is. It's real bad. You don't want to go there. And so he said, I will make you a deal. You're going to buy the coffee every week for the next six weeks. And I'm going to bring the red pins and you're going to bring a PL. Whatever you have, you're going to bring. And I'm going to help you redline your PL and we're going to get to know your numbers. And that's, that's a profit awesome. and loss statement. Yeah. Yes. For those of you yeah. that don't know. Out Thank there. you. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to bring your profit and loss statement or your credit card statements if that's all you mm-hmm. have, right? Yeah. But you're going to bring your profit and loss statement and we're going to redline it every week for the next six weeks. And that changed my life. And what does that mean, redline? Basically, I was not allowed to leave having the same number of expenses during the meeting that I came in with walking out. Mm. And we made a goal every week for six weeks. I had to cut 10% of our expenses. But your coffee budget went up. 
my coffee budget did double. Yes. I think yes. it was well worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my coffee budget did go up, but it was the, it was the, you know, I, I truly do believe in fate. And I, I, I believe that Trey was there at, the gift. at, yep. at that time. I mean, I, I've told him you can call in any favor ever, yes. anytime, anywhere. I will always be there for you. Um, but he, he saved us. And, and it really showed me the importance of without that, I would be such a different business person. Um, and I would not be where I am today had I not been standing in that Starbucks line, right? And Amazing. had somebody willing to spend six weeks with me what a gift. teaching yeah. me some financial literacy. Now yeah. I've had to yeah. improve my skill and hone my skill since then, but it, it, total, it totally saved us. So if you don't have somebody in your life, if you are not a numbers person like I was not, getting a mentor in your life yeah. or a coach, well, and I, I would, think can help you do and that. And I would say, especially women, yes, we, we have a lot of self-talk around that, mm-hmm. yeah. around... I'm not good with numbers. Yeah. I'm not good with finances. Mm-hmm. My spouse, partner, whatever, they handle all that. Yep. Even even women I know who run big businesses mm-hmm. yeah. they have that self-talk around numbers. Yep. It's, it's really interesting to yep. me. And the reality is, is that women just aren't, they don't, they're they don't do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to, I had the pleasure of attending Keith Cunningham's four-day MBA. Yes. Which was incredible. And um, it's it's very expensive. It's $7,000 for four days, but it's an amazing education. And it was mostly men there. And my mm. aha was, was that these guys don't know anything about finances either. Yeah. Yes. They really don't. Wow. Yep. And yet here they are. Yeah. Willing to learn. Willing to put in the work. Getting rid of yes. that limiting yes. belief um, and, and, really, and really working yeah. on it. Yep. And so that's, that's what it looks like yeah. for most people is most people aren't numbers people. No. Yeah. Um, and so, You're right. That so you is got, an assumption put, most got, people make. You got to yes. put the effort in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's dig into the, the what. What, yes. are, what are we tracking? What, yes. what numbers are we looking at? Right. And so what are some numbers that you guys are tracking? Well, so we track a lot of stuff yep. in our business. We probably track, I don't even know, probably about at least 20 plus things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, you know, it's interesting because I actually had an aha from you when I was talking to you. I guess a couple weeks ago, and I realized that we're well, we track a lot of the lagging measures, mm. yes. and not enough of the leading measures. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Sarah. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about lagging versus okay. Leading. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why I don't would you walk la- us through that. Yeah. Let's talk to, talk that through. So lag. So leading measures are the numbers that you can use to predict the future of your yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So for us, we know that if there's multiple leading numbers, right? Right. The first uh, leading number is like leads in or yeah. contacts, right? Mm-hmm. Like leads yeah. leads into into your business. Okay. The second leading number is uh, conversations that you might have, mm-hmm. right? Third is uh, appointments booked. So mm-hmm. once you've had a conversation, how many of the conversations? Were you able to book appointments with? Right. Um, fourth is from appointment to signed agreement. Right. 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 And so we mm-hmm. have found that the two uh, leading numbers to focus on the most out of those four are appointments booked. Right. And really, appointments happened. Yeah. Right. Because not all mm-hmm. appointments happened. Yeah. Appointments happened, and then for us, we we focus on listing agreements signed. Yeah. Because yes. we know that listings is the foundation for an amazing yeah. real estate business, mm-hmm. and so. Buyer agreements are great too, uh, but for our business, we want to focus on listing agreements. Yeah. So those are the two. If if I don't have a lot of time in a day, and if I can only look at two numbers, those are the two that I focus yeah. on. Are those leading measures? Because the lagging ones happen. Yeah, right. When you, when have, you have the appointment, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you have it, when you're right. meeting face to face with people, right. and when you're signing listing agreements, 
you're not going to have to worry about closings yes. and contracts. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting because we we track almost all of those, but what we don't track is is we we don't track appointments that happened. Yeah, I wrote that down. Um, and the reason it's easier for you to do that is you have people that book your appointments for your agents. And yes. our agents book our own appointments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And so we're really struggling with how yep. to get an accurate measure of yes. that. And and we're doing some things. I mean, mainly we know about all the listing appointments that yes. everyone goes on. Yep. Um, and yet the buyer appointments are kind of a mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Of course. I love it, yeah. Uh, so on my team, what you praise ends up happening more right. of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so creating... It's one thing to create the system around it. So for example, like you could create a, a form, for example, that they have to turn into the admin team when they book an appointment, either a buyer appointment or, or a listing appointment. That's how we have it on our team. Uh, but then you want to praise those that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And what I found is the praise part is super important because when you praise them, you get more of that from other people that because they do want to hear. Right. Uh, my team praise will always get a better result yes. than like almost like a punishment. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like when we wanted five-star reviews, I started reading them on the morning huddles. Right. All of a sudden, we got more five-star reviews right. because people wanted to hear us reading them on right. the huddle, right? Love Me that. reading them on, on the huddle. But using that to um, reward those that are doing it. And then once you get in a groove, it just becomes part of... Part of their everyday, yeah. everyday life, yeah. So those are the two leading measures, uh, and then yeah, we focus and celebrate over the lagging ones, but the leading ones are the ones we know four point six months out. Yeah, from those numbers, we know what our business is going to look that's like incredible. if we're on if we're on track. Yeah, which for most people, that's just so comforting. Yes, to yes. know their business yeah. is going to look now, like. Now let's Clarity back up. Power, let's back sure. up a little bit though, okay. <laughs> uh, because I just said something, and I want to make sure we dig into conversion. Yes. Okay, because you can't predict the future if you don't first know conversion rates. Mm-hmm. And I have found that this to be the biggest struggle with a lot of uh, real estate businesses in particular. Because a lot of realtors like to sugarcoat their conversion. Right, absolutely. Okay. And so I'll ask a team, like, what's your conversion from listing appointment to signed? And typically, if they say, you know, a lot of times they'll be, oh, 90, 95%. Yeah, 85. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, something Just really... like the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly like the book, right? <laughs> they said it, so it must be yes. true. In <laughs> uh, the book they're referring to, is million, Wendy's referring to his millionaire real estate <laughs> yeah. agent. So it does have sort of some, some numbers that you can look at. Uh, but for my business does not look like that, right? Um, and the reason is, is because we track all of it. So what I found is that a lot of teams will take out the people that don't sell, mm-hmm. that decide not to sell or right. like, because, well, we didn't lose. That's what they tell me. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, what good does that do? Are you mm-hmm. going to have people next year that don't sell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, then you need to know how many people, sure, percentage-wise. Well, and I think that yes. that just goes back to this idea of wanting to look good and be right. Yes. And we're going to have a whole another separate conversation on profitability. Yes. Right. Um, and I think at the end of the day, people just want to feel good about themselves. Yes, yeah. So true. And so what happens to a lot of people is, is I think it's a lot easier to not know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than to face reality. Yeah, that's fair. And I think with your profit and loss, it's the same. Yeah, you know, I know for me personally, I always got a profit and loss. You know, like from the very beginning, really, right. with my business. That's remarkable. And, mm-hmm. That you did and, that from the beginning. Well, I mean, like my third year in, and yet I never looked at it. Mm. Mm. 
because I just didn't really want to know or I didn't yeah. care or whatever. Yeah. I looked at it and I didn't really understand it. Yep. And and then so to like get over that hump, you know, I had to hire a coach. Yep. Right. I hired a coach and and every single week we were looking at that PL just like you were doing, Seychelle. Mm-hmm. But I think people just don't want to know. Yeah. Plus, so it's true. easier, I think, especially when the numbers aren't great. Right. Yeah. yeah of I think for a lot of people, it's easier for them not to know. I mean, how many people do we all help in the downturn where it was easier for them? to not know that they weren't paying their bills or not pay attention to their mortgage, right? Then it was actually know where you are. I think yeah, most yeah. people are in denial until they yes. either have a like crisis like I had, yeah. right? Well, or, it's like everything. It's like or an inspiration, you know? right? Yeah. Or a carrot, right? You to, need to get them to where they yes. want. Yes. And that was hard for me too. I, I remember, oh my goodness. I remember when the first year that we tracked all of the con- uh-huh. all conversion, because I realized your first step in this is if you don't track all conversion from like, conversations to appointments, but each step that your first year, that's all you're doing Mm -hmm. is you're tracking your conversion. So then that way you can truly predict the future. Um, But my first year that I tracked it, I remember from a point, this is sickening, but from a buyer appointment (laughs) happened to close, we were at a whopping 6%. Wow. Wow. But you knew, at least you knew. And I had the biggest pit in my stomach, but at the same time, I was like, well, we can only go up. And and when you track conversion, you can then look and say, okay, which part of it are we failing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing that, you don't know where to focus on. So I knew to focus on, for us, it was from the time they signed the buyer agreement to the time they went under contract, there was a huge... Lag Do you there. track the and, amount of well, time on average it takes I just, for somebody for that mm-hmm. too? Can I just dial it back a little bit? Because yeah. I know there's people out there listening who don't really have an empire yet. Yes. Right. And a lot of what we're talking about, the lagging measures, the leading yes, measures, right. all that tracking. When you're first getting started in real estate, is it's very challenging yes. to be able to do all that without yep. any operational support. Yes. And so I would say just start small. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yep. Start start with, you know, what you're talking yes. about. Listing agreements signed. Yep. And appointments and happened. Appointments happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then obviously at the end of the year, hopefully you're going to be tracking your closings. Yes. Right. Yep. And what that'll do is is even at the very beginning, that'll give you a great baseline Absolutely. Moving, moving forward. And yes. then I know what I did is 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 just every year I added one more thing. Yes. One yes. more thing. I, I was looking at, you know, where my business was coming from. Yes. And uh, and so just know that it's not going to start out where you where, where you're tracking. Yes. Things. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just. I think that's such a a good solid takeaway too is that when you're listening to this podcast, right? Like I have, we're running a pretty high level business and I have like eight things to go implement today, right? Just from our talk on numbers. Um, you know, I think it's important that if you just take one thing away from this podcast and just go do that one thing, um, there happens to be a great podcast about this, that too. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, just go do one thing. If you do nothing else, it will make everything easier or unnecessary. Yeah, yeah I love and, that. And even when you're, even if it is like 6%, like that was that first yeah. year. Well, because I knew that, I knew, well, hey, if I keep it at least, if I don't go down, right. I can then predict how many families we're going to help next year because I know right. the numbers. Yes. I, I then know how many people we need to meet with, mm-hmm. right? Because you back tra- track it. So let's go into that. How are you reviewing <laughs> your just, numbers? That's really shocking, 6%. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a rock star here. I'm just I mean, really processing uh, that. But I mean, I appreciate I, your transparency. I appreciate your transparency yeah. because, because you run a $10 million revenue business now. Yeah. And, and you mm-hmm. were at a point where this you were- This year I'm pays 14. Well, <laughs> who's counting? No, that you. Me. No, that you. <laughs> but I mean, it just goes to show like where you're at, right? Yeah. And how far you've come. Yes. And mm-hmm. the journey that you've taken yes. as a leader, as, yeah. as a, a CFO so, yes. of your own business. Yep. And so kudos to you. Well, and that's why I do I do share. It, it is super embarrassing. And I don't think I shared right away. Probably I had to, some time to process it. But I, I share because if I can start yes. from there, yeah, right? Yes. And I'm sure our listeners are, have a much higher than 6%, right? <laughs> and so like start wherever you are, yeah, right? It, it doesn't have to be this remarkable number, yeah. Yeah. but just start with the number, track your conversion rate, start with where you are. Yeah. I um, love that. Yes. Because it's really, it's about the journey. It is. Yes. You know, it it's is. not about the destination. It's not yes. about where you're going. Yep. It's yep. really about what you learn along the way. And we're all still on it. And we right? all, all three it. of us are yeah. on, on the journey. Yeah, so, so let's talk about how. how. Yeah, let's how. talk about what systems we're using. Yes. What, how do we what track you, What numbers? are you using to track? You know, um, we're in the middle of a process change right now in our systems. But to date, it has been, we have a numbers matter spreadsheet that gets tracked on our daily huddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our admin, um, our lead admin logs everybody's numbers on huddle. So they um, go into context. So made. what is huddle? We do um, from 10 to 10.40 Oh, so it's every a day. little, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation. It's a call-in conference, okay, call it. conference call. Everybody gives um, their numbers from Legion because Legion should already be over at that point. So yeah. right after, roll right out of Legion into Huddle. Um, and you give how many contacts, how many leads, how many appointments booked, and how many contracts signed. And then um, you give one thing you're thankful for. Oh. And we it's like rapid fire. I mean, we can get through 18 people in 10 minutes or less. I mean, this is not like a... A long and what do you talk. use to track? Is it Excel or uh, honestly, it was Google. It was a Google Excel sheet, mm-hmm. um, and we're working now on moving that into like a more robust CRM. I don't think there's a Google Excel sheet um, or Google sheet. I'm just Google well, sheet. You know, anybody from but, Microsoft that's listening. Yeah, I'm right sorry now. that I just offended <laughs> yeah. you, Microsoft and Google in one Swift. <laughs> no, one of the things that we, and Google sheet. One of the things <laughs> we learned the hard way, and it reminded me when I'm listening to you, Seychelle. We used to take what the agent said too. I was going to ask you this question. Yes. I've shared this with Uh you before, I think. Um, And most agents are very overly optimistic. optimistic. Well, that's why they're able to sell things. things. Yes, they count things before they happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sometimes they count double the same thing. Uh, because they don't remember what yes. they counted. And so what we, everything is turned into the admin actual paperwork. Nice. And it does not get counted. Uh, listing agreements, buyer agreements, love contracts, until closings, it's until it's actually signed and turned in. I love that. Um, we actually so, are taking that advice from you and, are, and that's part of what, when we're talking about our systems change, good. it's literally been in the last two weeks, yes. which is why like I don't sound super intelligent in the next part of it yet, but it, it's because it's going into each, each part of the pipeline has to be a verified... Yes. Source. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it really helps with predictability. Yeah. Right. To know the actual numbers. But yeah, we do the very something very similar. So anything that gets turned in um, is counted. And then I get a report at the end of every day. And I we use that. a program called Commitment to Excellence. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and so all of our numbers go into that, which is also just an awesome Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we have that, all the numbers in there. What about That's you? Great. Yeah. We just use a Google Sheet. We call it the Master Tracker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, happy to share that. We can put that. We can yeah, put a link put to yeah. a copy of that. Yes, yeah, for everyone's. Sure. And it's just been one of these things that we've built up over time. Yep. You know, it probably mm-hmm. started as a little, a yes. little one column list, <laughs> and then now yes. it's multi pages yep. and, and yep. everything like that. And so just 
just again, if you guys are just starting on your financial journey, think big, act small. Yes, exactly. Yep. And then the other piece with the um, what you want to look every day, what I look at is year over year how we're doing. So uh, growth is important to me, right? And making sure that we're growing each year. And how we do that is by looking at those leading measures and making sure those are growing every Mm. day. So I can look back at the same uh, day a year ago. Are we up on appointments happened? And are we up on listing agreements signed? And if you are, then you're going to have a year that you're up, right? Um, And so focusing on... uh, So I look at a year over year report every, uh, every day. Um, I also look at the list, the leading measures, like I said, um, and then making sure we're tracking conversion rates. That's great. Love and that. of course, making sure we're we're hitting all of our yeah. goal metrics. Well, and one thing we didn't talk about is like return on investment. Yes. With, mm-hmm. with some of the lead generation yes. and some of the things that we're doing. So obviously, the biggest return on investment you get is hiring a really good person. Yes. Which is if you guys didn't listen to our podcast on culture and how to hire a great cultural fit where we outlined our... Uh, interview hiring process. Definitely mm-hmm. go back and look at that one. And we'll um, make sure to d- dig into that a little bit more in our profitability yes, podcast as absolutely. well, because that's such a huge. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted that. to kind of touch on that in case yes. somebody doesn't get to that. Is yes. is you know a lot of people spend a lot of money on all the shiny objects, right? Yes. right as we yeah. call them in in real estate, and which is fine. Yes, mm-hmm. which is completely fine. Yes. And you want to be getting some kind yes. of really good return. And so what does that look like for you typically? What What's the minimum that you do of a return on investment? Like 10%. ROI? 10%? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, well ten, my goal is to keep Cost lead gen same. within 10%. Right. And so we 10 times mm-hmm. the spend is what I'm looking. And I do that at 12 months. Right. So you don't want to... You want a good return depending on what marketing piece or lead generation thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're um, talking some about sources, your whole lead gen, right? My whole lead gen, Some right? pieces are going to have Greater than 10%, some are going to have less. Yeah, like than, a farming a 10 piece, for return. example, is you're typically not going to start getting a good return until 12 months. Right. right. Um, so having enough savings in the bank to get you through the whole 12 months to then start really seeing mm-hmm. the return on it. Yeah. Um, so making sure that you're tracking it and, and looking at it on a continual basis. But but just know any type of lead right. gen does take time. Yes. Right? So we're not, t- we're not suggesting after a month. 30 days. Yeah, yeah. after 30 days. Cut it. Yeah, you cut it because you'll end up wasting a lot of money doing that. I actually that. think that's a really important point, Sarah, is having patience in the process with yes. lead generation. Yes. And and that aspect and that lever of your business requires patience and it requires um, a reserves of cash so that you can have patience yep. to wait the 9, 12, 18 months yeah. to see Well, the and you know, you don't even need a reserve of cash because I think about our our friend Tiffany Fikes, yeah. who's, yes. a, who's a farming expert. Yeah. And, um, and for those of you that don't know what farming is, it's basically concentrating your lead generation efforts in right. one neighborhood. And what she did was, was she, for every dot, let's see, so, so every, like, let's say commission she made on a house mm. that closed in her farm, she took like 10% of that Love and that. put it in her lead generation budget. Yeah. So That's she perfect. closed her first house on the farm and she had, I think, I don't even think it was, I think it was 10, it was 1%. I think she spent had seventy five dollars to spend. So originally, her first postcard mail out was like twelve postcards. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And oh, then, I love that. And then, yes. and then from there, she went to thirty five yep. postcards. Yeah. Mm. And then she went to fifty. Yep. And uh, so and so smart. and so you know, not even having cash in the bank, but, but leading but, with revenue. But leading that with revenue. revenue. Exactly. Smart. Yeah. Yes. It's really yeah. smart. Yeah. 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 Tiffany. Yeah. She's so exactly. smart. She is. She is. Yep. 
Awesome. Um, great. Well, what a great uh, episode today, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, I learned a lot. I yeah. have lots of notes here. Um, I love too that we really focus in on um, how numbers become help you become a smarter business person, yep. right? And digging into the why, the what, and the how. Yes. To make sure that you know your leading yep. and lagging indicators and then what to measure for a system around that. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. Well, thanks you guys for joining us on another episode of Empire Building and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.